Lord's Health System, one of the region's leading health care providers, presents conversations with physicians and staff. It's Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Dialysis and kidney transplantation offer patients with end-stage kidney disease treatment options that can give them an improved quality of life. Lourdes has been providing exceptional care for chronic kidney disease patients throughout southern New Jersey for nearly 50 years. My guest today is Dr. Ari Chakravarti. He's the medical director, kidney and pancreas transplant program at Our Lady of Lourdes Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Chakravarti. So when does kidney disease start to require dialysis? Hello, Melanie. Uh, Great to be with you. When I speak with patients and doctors about chronic kidney disease, it's important to talk about the stages of chronic kidney disease. And I'm glad that you actually introduced this as uh, end-stage kidney disease. Many times patients and doctors may see a a familiar terminology of ESRD, which is end-stage renal disease. Renal is just another word for kidney. Of course, you know, doctors should use words that are understandable. And I have been uh, trying more and more now to use words like chronic kidney disease and end-stage kidney disease rather than renal disease. I bring this up as well that at some point it may actually be good to to rather than call end sta- uh, stage 5 CKD, instead of calling it end-stage kidney disease, to call it as stage 5 CKD. End-stage has a kind of a negative connotation to it, but to not to mince any words, when, kidney, when the kidneys are not functioning as they are supposed to, um, usually by stage three chronic kidney disease or CKD, the kidney filtration, the kidney is filtering at, at 60 milliliters per minute or less. Once the kidney disease worsens further to less than 30 milliliters of blood per minute, which is stage four CKD, this is an, another way of saying this is severe chronic kidney disease, which sounds bad. It should still be kept in mind that severe CKD is often, it can many times be asymptomatic. Once someone has a kidney, has kidney function of less than 15 milliliters per minute of blood being filtered, that is called stage 5 CKD or end-stage CKD. Usually, if someone has less than 15 milliliters per minute a GFR or blood being filtered by the kidneys, uh, and if they have diabetes, this may be an indication that they need to have renal replacement therapy. If they don't have diabetes, then once the GFR is less than 10 milliliters per minute, th- these patients may benefit from renal replacement therapy. So renal replacement therapy, in other words, dialysis. Tell the patients what that involves. What is dialysis? So when we talk about renal replacement therapy, we should actually qualify that as renal replacement therapy options, which means either dialysis or transplant. Dialysis is, and and it's important to keep in mind when we say renal replacement therapy, that whether it's dialysis or transplant, neither of these treatment options cure the underlying kidney disease. They don't fix the underlying kidney function. They take, it's a replacement for it. So maybe someday, you know, in the future, we will be able to even slow down and stop kidney disease or reverse it. And in some situations, that's possible, depending on, on the, the cause of the kidney disease. But otherwise, renal placement therapy is the, is the only option. When we speak about dialysis, or sometimes I'll say the big bad D word, this is, you know, it can be scary for patients. But especially as a, a nephrologist, as a transplant nephrologist, I practice dialysis or, tra- or transplant. We feel bad if, if patients or doctors are afraid of dialysis. Dialysis is a treatment that takes place of or provides renal clearance or filtration. 
There are many types of dialysis, many modalities. Dialysis, that, uh, there's a uh, dialysis machine that can be used, or what's called conventional hemodialysis, and that kind of treatment is performed three to four times weekly in a center. There are some patients that are able to do home hemodialysis, which sometimes can be short daily treatments. And then there's also peritoneal dialysis, which is also a therapy uh, patients can uh, perform at home, but rather than using a hemodialysis machine, a peritoneal dialysis machine is used, and dialysis is performed using the patient's own body, their abdomen, and the inside of the abdomen as a filtration mechanism. And these treatments are then able to clean the blood that the that the patient's kidneys aren't able to do. I always get a question about, okay, is this like, uh, does this have anything to do with the liver? The liver, of course, is a, uh, is an extremely important organ. It filters blood in different ways, and then the kidneys filter blood in different ways. And when someone has kidney disease, the kidneys aren't able to filter the blood adequately any longer. So I would imagine dialysis has both positives and negatives, Dr. Chakravarti. So please give some of the positives and the negatives. Is it uncomfortable? Does it take a long time? And how long can someone be on dialysis? Very good uh, questions. They're very common questions. The most important benefit of dialysis that we should keep in mind is that it is life-saving. We do consider kidney transplant as life-saving, but it should be kept in mind that kidney transplant, as opposed to other types of organ transplantation uh, that may be done, may need to be done emergently for example say heart transplant or lung transplant or liver transplant that may be that may need to be done emergently kidney transplant is not done emergently in fact it's only very rare that someone may need an emergent kidney transplant so the reason why I say this is that it is important to keep in mind that although kidney transplant can be life saving we I always describe it as improving and prolonging life rather so as opposed to dialysis which is life-saving, and if anything, dialysis should be considered a bridge to transplantation. To, so to get back to, to your question, dialysis is probably the most important to keep in mind is that it's life-saving. Number two, when the kidneys are not functioning well, and if they're not filtering blood properly, patients can, and especially once they have end-stage kidney disease or stage 5 CKD, they can feel sick. That is often when patients may start having symptoms, feeling lethargic, having trouble breathing, having swelling in their legs. It's important to keep in mind that once dialysis is initiated and renal replacement therapy is initiated, patients are supposed to feel better, and they do. It's a gradual process, but patients begin to feel better. In other words, an important thing to keep in mind is that if, if, so, if a, someone is afraid of dialysis, then we feel bad. Dialysis is supposed to make you feel better. That's a really great point, Dr. Chakravarti. Now, how long can somebody be on dialysis before you then put them on the UNOS list or they're awaiting a kidney transplant? Patients can, on average, do not live as long if they remain on maintenance dialysis. It is a difficult question to answer. Point to keep in mind is that patients that are older don't live as long if they remain on dialysis compared to patients that are younger who are on dialysis. Same token, if someone has diabetes, they do not live as long if they remain on dialysis compared to someone who does not have diabetes. So for example, if a 30-year-old has high blood pressure and now has end-stage kidney disease, they may live longer on on maintenance dialysis compared to a 30-year-old who has high blood pressure and diabetes. On average, if someone has diabetes, and they're less, uh, and they're 60 years or older. They may live three or five years on maintenance dialysis. Some patients live longer. Some patients live 
five, ten years, or even longer sometimes on dialysis, and some patients live less time, two, three years sometimes. But the most important thing is that dialysis should be considered as a bridge to transplant. second part of my answer to your question is that it's important to keep in mind that once someone does not have to be on dialysis to, to be listed for kidney transplant or kidney and pancreas transplant. As I was saying before, once someone's GFR or glomerular filtration rate is less than 15 milliliters per minute, and if they have diabetes, they, they may benefit from starting dialysis or less than 10 milliliters per minute if they, are not, they don't have diabetes. But once someone's kidney function is less than 20 milliliters per minute, they can then get onto a kidney transplant wait list at, their, at a kidney transplant center that's near them and be transplanted sometimes even before starting maintenance dialysis. It's an ideal thing to be listed before someone starts dialysis because they can start accruing wait time to get a kidney transplant. Most recently, there's probably over 650,000 patients that have end-stage kidney disease. On average, maybe about less than 20% of those patients actually get a kidney transplant successfully in any given year. So the wait time for kidney transplantation can be very long, especially if you're waiting for a deceased donor kidney transplant. If someone has a living donor kidney transplant, then of course this is ideal because then they don't have to wait for a deceased donor kidney transplant or they don't have to wait on the wait list. If they have a potential living kidney donor, they can get transplanted early, uh, sometimes even before starting dialysis or within the first six months of starting dialysis. It's such great information, Dr. Chakravarti. So kind of wrap it up about dialysis and kidney transplantation, what you really want listeners to know and what you tell people every day that ask you questions about this and also why they should come to Lourdes for their health care. A take-home message is dialysis is not bad. It should be considered as life-saving and can be helpful and make patients feel better, but it should only be considered a bridge to transplant. Sometimes the drawbacks of dialysis are lengthy treatments three or four times a week um, or sometimes uh, every day for hours. There can be limitations in in work, uh, in being able to work or being able to do activities of daily living, and there can be limitations in diet and in traveling. When someone get, uh, success, uh, receives a successful kidney transplant, they're free of dialysis. They can go back to doing things that they need to be able to do. They, of course, need to be on anti-rejection medications, which medications all have side effects, but the mo- the, a, an important thing to keep in mind is that kidney transplantation makes people live longer compared to if they remained on uh, maintenance dialysis. Sometimes even twice as long they can live with kidney transplant compared to remaining on dialysis. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Chakravarti. It's great information. You're listening to Lord's Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.